True stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater. Hello, podcast listeners. If you've been keeping up with us for the past couple of months, you'll know that we have been releasing the recordings of live performances we did as part of the 2015 Toronto Fringe Festival. We had four different nights with different scripts on every night, which means that today we're actually releasing the last of those live performances. It'll be back to regularly scheduled programming after today. But for now, we have The Case of the Missing Martyr, originally performed on July 7th and written by Polly Fokayev. The sultry summer streets of 1930s Chicago. Millionaire heiress and rogue sleuth Myrna Sinclair reads the morning paper, surrounded by the smell of fresh coffee, blooming jasmine, and a distinct lack of criminal intrigue. Her relaxing reverie is soon to be interrupted by a rumble of knocking at her distant door, heralding the case of the missing martyr. Dwarfed by Myrna's sprawling doorstep stands a woman with a tear-stained face. Myrna Sinclair? You've got the right estate. So sorry to disturb you so early, but I... I... Now I'm going to visit Jake Kurtzman and talk this through. 
In the meantime, it's safest for you to stay here. But what if you need help? I've got backup. Jesus, you've got a I may not be a saint, but I'm not stupid. Now I'm going to take this note, if you don't mind. I've got a feeling he'll have a thing or two to say about it. Wait, when will you be? There's an olive in the pantry. <laughs> Leaving Angela Bear in her house, Myrna takes a taxi through the winding streets of Chicago to knock on a door she'd hoped she'd never darken again. The office of Jake Kurtzman, notorious lobster, tucked away behind a flaking real estate facade. Jake is hard at criminal work, as always, up and at it with morning espresso and a marked-up map of Chicago. His cronies look a little grayer than Myrna remembers. Ruffled hair and stitched up sides. The burliest one has a bandage holding together his face. I like the renovation, although I never pegged you lot for real estate moguls. Murder, mischief, Sinclair. To what do I owe the pleasure? Jake, I'd love to sit down and have a proper catch-up, but I'm afraid I'd catch something. Besides, I'm here on business. I can't say I'm not disappointed. I was sitting down for a relaxing morning coffee, too. But a woman came to my door in great distress. Her son's been kidnapped, you see, and when she produces the ransom letter... Guess who's signed the darn thing? Yeah, I heard you were playing the good game now, but I couldn't quite believe it. To be honest, I don't think it suits you. Cut the crap, Jake. Are you keeping a boy hostage, Leo Bear? Yeah. Could I interest you in some espresso? What could possibly call for imprisoning a child? Does Mama tell you what that child's been up to? Enlighten me. Your little Leo Bear is in the bund. I don't know what that is, and frankly, I don't care. He is a child. What? He's a child? Why didn't anyone tell me? I'll release him immediately. Really? No. Come on, Jake. Look, it's real sweet of you to pretend you give a damn about kids, but this really ain't the moppet you want to take under your wing. Uh, you like your coffee black, if memory serves? What did he do? Get mud on your carpet? Well, he broke into a temple, Marna. He scratched up the femur. You know what happens to vandals. We're already going easy on him. Funny how you don't give a damn about your religion until someone threatens it. Damn right. Have you heard him? No. Let me talk to him. Nope. Is he here? Uh, more espresso? I want to see him with my own eyes. You'll be sorry when you hear him with your own ears. Your innocent little Leo has been tormenting my boys ever since we caught him defiling our synagogue two days ago. Harold's got a broken nose because of him. <laughs> and the pipsqueak nearly cracked Al's ribs with a goddamn chair. It, it, don't even get me started on the noise. God, he, he squeals right through the gag. He's taking up twice the gods he ought to. Honestly, we need his ransom just to pay off the repairs and medical bills he's cost us. Even if I had thought about letting him go with a stern talking to, he's made sure as hell that ain't gonna happen. So what do you want from all this, Jake? What's your plan? Honestly, I, I don't got one. The, the kid's a nutcase. Maybe we'll keep him until someone pays off his ransom. Maybe we'll kill him and make a point. You know, it's a tough world we gotta live in, sweetheart. And God knows I wish it were a better one. And you're making it so much better by stealing children. <laughs> That's still what's worrying you here? Don't you know what's happening in Europe? Have you really not heard the Bond slogans? Oh, sure, they're a legitimate club. Nice little rallies in front of City Hall. Maybe our bloody fists look scary to the map, but it is the slimy words that they spread that are the real threat. Leo is not just a boy here, he's an idea. Jake, come on, let him go. Well, if you're not staying for any more espresso, Harold, yeah. would you kindly escort this lovely lady out of my building? Uh, yeah, my come on, Jake, you're better than this! 
saw you, man. They'll be starting a rally right about now beside City Hall. Why don't you go see exactly what it is you're defending? Still shaking with anger, Myrna hails a cab straight to City Hall, where a group of people have gathered around a hastily assembled podium. It is the most polite gathering Myrna has ever seen. People stepping aside as she asks to pass. Not one unwelcoming face. The midday sun is blazing down in a vicious scowl as she pushes gently to the podium where a young woman is hanging up a red and black flag. Excuse me, is this the band gathering? Yes, welcome. Here, take a band. Sorry, hon, I don't take fashion advice from strangers. Well, you know, red is just your color. Who's in charge here? Marguerite Voigt. Could you call her Margot? She doesn't mind at all. And I'm Ada. What's your name? Could you bring me to her, please? Are you with the police or something? Miss, I can assure you we have full permission to gather. The mayor himself has granted. I'm here about Leo Bayer. Just one moment. The girl disappears for a moment into the red and black crowd and returns with a stern woman dressed in a tight suit jacket, her hair brushed slick back. <clears throat> Good afternoon. You know something about Leo Bayer? That's right. My name is Myrna Sinclair. I'm investigating his kidnapping on behalf of his mother, Angela Bayer. I met with Jack Kurtzman this morning. They wouldn't let me see Leo, but I know he is as well as can be expected, given the circumstances. So he's still alive. Listen, I want to make sure this is as painless as possible. In this situation, paying the ransom is the best bet we have. I can get Leo out. All I need is $1,000 and your cooperation. If you don't have the funds, you can... Thank you, Miss Sinclair. We don't need help. Excuse me? I wholeheartedly appreciate your concern... And I feel terrible for his poor mother. But Leo went into that synagogue on a mission. Great movements require a certain amount of sacrifice. Sacrifice? Kurtzman's mob has been sending us threats for months now, and they've broken up two of our rallies with violent acts. Neither I nor my associates will stand for these monstrosities. Listen, lady, I don't care about the politics. Get that thousand dollars together, or I'm going to take this case right to the police. You do that, and the mobsters will shoot Leo. That only helps our cause. You're willing to make a child your martyr? Some poor kid that probably doesn't know what he's in for? You're going to start a war. Maybe a war is exactly what we need to set the scales right. Excuse me, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Margo, it's time for your speech. Excuse me, Miss Sinclair. Thank you for bringing us the news. Brothers and sisters of the German-American Bund, this is a grave day for justice in our city. As many of you know, one of our own, dear Leopold Bayer, has been viciously kidnapped and is being held hostage by members of the Jewish Mafia. I don't need to remind you that this is the latest in a string of direct attacks on our rights and freedoms. We are making every effort to release Leo from his imprisonment. And in this time of need, we must gather together all the more and take fate into our own hands. If we do nothing, if we stand by and let them take our children into their clutches, those vermin will run the world over. They've already plunged us into this depression. It is our task, it is our struggle to restore order in this beautiful
beautiful country! God damn it! Is everyone in this city completely insane? Miss Sinclair. I said I didn't want a band. You didn't hear this from me. The mod's holding Leo in warehouse number three, in the Fulton River District. The Bund knows where he is? I don't know what Margot is planning. She has great plans for the Bund, but Leo is... A good boy? A friend of mine. Oh, right. If you can get him out of there, I... Oh, I'll get him out, all right. Myrna turns her back on City Hall and the Bund's cheers and goes straight for the first public telephone in view to dial a very familiar number. Inspector Garrett, Chicago PD. If you don't hear from me in 30 minutes, I'm going to need your backup. Sinclair, is that you? Warehouse number three in the Fulton River District. What are you doing? What case is this? 30 minutes. Sinclair. The main entrance of warehouse number three is guarded but the little windows leading to the basement level have not been reinforced. Myrna scopes out the scene, and when she's certain there's nobody watching, pries them aside and leaps feet first into the cell. In the vast blackness of the room, she finds the boy, Leo, gagged and bound to a chair. Shh! Leo, it's all right. My name is Myrna Sinclair. I'm here to get you out. Oh, you poor kid. Do you have any idea what you've gotten into? She takes off his gag, but the boy looks staunchly into her eyes and does not make to move. Leo, did you hear me? You are Leo Bear? I'm not going anywhere, lady. What? My mother sent you, didn't she? She wants to see you. She, she wants you to be safe. Sacrifices must be made for the greater good. Come on, let, let's get those ropes off. Stop it! Stop it! I'm not going anywhere. I've got to stay here until they show the world what monsters they really are. Put those ropes back on me. Get off! Guards! Guards! I'm being rescued! Leo, what are you doing? You get those guards in here and there isn't a thing in the world I can do to save you. I don't want you to save me! Leo, put the gun down. Oh, don't worry, I... I know my way around a weapon. What are you trying to prove, Leo? You think this is some little game? Some little boy playing a game, huh? Well, I'll tell you, Missy, I'm fighting for freedom in this country. And the bundle, that's exactly what it's building. Freedom from their dictatorships over our banks. Our stores? Our movie theaters? Leo, you aren't going to get anything done by shooting me. No. No, killing you would be too easy. And it's me they want. And they don't have the guts to pull the trigger. Well, maybe it's a blessing you've come. After all, now I can take my fate into my own hands. Leo, do not point it at your head! I am more than a person, don't you see? I am a symbol. My death will resound throughout the country. No, the world as the beginning of a great shift. Stop that, Leo. You don't know what you're saying. They're going to come in here and find my brains all over the wall. Splattered, splish, splash. <laughs> and, and when the police come, or you can... You can tell the police, in fact. You tell them the Jews did it. They killed me. They killed an innocent boy. Your mother loves you, Leo. She wants you home. Sacrifices must be made, lady, and there ain't anything you can do about it. Oh. Oh. Huh. Turns out symbols get knocked out just like everybody else. <laughs> and so Myrna drags the unconscious Leo right to the window 
where they're met with sirens and a squadron of police cars right on cue. Short minutes later, the police whiz away with the boy, sirens blazing into the night, leaving Myrna with Inspector Garrett's look of disapproval. Oh, don't lecture me. I did have a moment to spare. Yeah, 30-second phone calls must keep you very busy. Well, thanks for showing up. You shouldn't have taken that case alone. We've got a unit trained in hostage negotiations. How about hostage psychoanalysis? The kid's a nutcase. Yeah, he's got a night in the hospital, a nice concussion to thank you for. I'm sure his mother will be thrilled with my services. He'll be fine. Aside from the fact that he's completely insane? You should have heard some of the things he said. Ah, boys will be boys. He's just looking for attention. He's probably a good kid. And the rest of the Bund? Just a club like any other Sinclair. I wouldn't worry about it. But there are clubs like this in Europe, too. And I've heard about the new chancellor in Germany. People like to stir up a lot of nonsense to make headlines. Well, I say let them shout all they like. A lot of good it'll do them. Yeah. Nonsense. Nothing to worry about. And that's all for this week, dear listeners. This is your narrator, inviting you to return next week for another adventure into the case files of Duotang Chesterfield. Until next time. The Case of the Missing Martyr was written by Polly Fokayev. Myrna Sinclair was played by Marika Lapointe. Angela Bayer was played by Grace Smith. Jake Kurtzman was played by Joseph Beebe. Ada was played by Zara Gestet. Margot was played by Nicole Biblo. Leo was played by Justin Miller. Inspector Garrett was played by Leet Stetson. The piano was played by Nicole Biblo, with special guest star Leet Stetson as your narrator. Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Doubletake. Duotang Chesterfield wants to know, what brand of brandy do you put in your morning coffee? Let us know by investigating us on the web at duotangmysteries.com. And don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes.